Starlin' One. Hi. We're on episode number 43. Do I say it with excitement every time? Of course I probably do. Of your Cosmic Mama podcast. I'm your hostess, Andy Murphy, and today, well, we're going to get in there. We're going to talk about the Dark Ages and what happens after the Dark Ages and why you came here as a soul and what's underneath so much of the fear that's going on right now. Because in order to navigate through ascension, in order to attain unity consciousness, well, everything that's happening now just has to happen now. And you were the one put here, brave enough, strong enough, beautiful enough to be able to transmute it. And this episode is part one. We have it called The Dark Ages, Navigating Back to Hope. This is part one that does have an activation inside for you, a little healing to support you and whatever may come up. Part two will be more of a how-to, how to navigate through this. And it's a process, a cycle of healing that I've been tracking for a few months so that I can share it with you. Mm-hmm. And if you hear me talk about the temple teachings inside, well, yeah, that's going on over at Patreon live through September 29th. Otherwise, we'll have it available for forever replays whenever you want it. Mm, my love, it is my honor, my privilege, my gift, and my desire to be here with you. So you want to do what we do. Light a bowl, light a joint, light a candle. Get something warm. I've got cold coffee at this point to bring you into the places that are beyond this world and to anchor you into a knowing that is so much bigger. Welcome to your divine self. I'll see you inside. I have been so excited to hang out with you. I've had these ideas that are brewing and they are loud and persistent They're from a place of my highest self, of my knowing, of a galactic reality that is beyond this dimension. And it's a vision, perception, perspective that's giving me great hope. So we're here today, honey, to bring that hope home to you. Because shit got hard. I don't know anyone who is not having great difficulties right now. And I say that just to normalize it first, because none of this is personal. None of this is about you. It's all being done with great effect. And if you have listened to me for any amount of time, well, you might have known I got a little uh, in the human. I lost my hope. But it's back. Oh, thanks, sweet baby Jesus and all the goddesses in all dimensions. It's back. And with that hope being restored, I come back to you and I'm like, hey, uh, you know, that's what a shaman does, right? Hero's journey. I went out into the world. I had some hard experiences. I come back. I share them with my community because I love you. But we want to have a conversation today about a few things. But we're calling this the dark ages. Right now, we are in the dark ages. Where hope is being lost. Where the silver linings are harder to find. And it's no longer spiritual crises. It's no longer psychological crises. These are things that are coming up at the physical. So lots of illness, lots of sick. Isn't it interesting? But I want to put in some perspective today. Reminding you there's a reason. Just reminding you a little bit of what's going on. Why we're having to go through this. 
and what's really underneath it all. So you want to get started here? Want to open up some secret space with me? Secret, secret space? Mm-hmm. And as you hear the sound of the rattle, letting something inside of you relax. Letting those vibrations and frequencies soothe something ancient, lulling that reptilian mind so that your higher functions may come online. What's being asked of you now is not to believe anything. to trust yourself, to trust the curiosity of your heart that opens, to allow yourself to realign with something that is true beyond comprehension. The rattle always was an instrument, percussion of a certain rhythm that would take you out of the thinking, bring you into an altered state so that you may engage with the divine, you may remember it, re-anchor it for yourself. Oh, honey. No, cool, cool. Because you know the divine isn't outside of you, right? We've been engaged in the temple teachings over at Patreon as we're working on that new beta site for new ways of self-paced initiations. Oh, can we talk about the initiation idea before we get into this? Uh, because it's been so fascinating as so that's coming in. The recognition that, as Dr. Carmen Bolter shared with us, and a lot is... Uh, being reawakened in me since that conversation with Dr. Bolter. So kind of our entire conversation today is from that. The initiations that I have spontaneously recalled in my body since our conversation together. Kind of fucking cool. Kind of weird. Uh, My feet are doing different things, which is great. Because I've spent a lot of time being uh, in the upper chakras. This is very earthy now. This is a very embodied experience very present and that's what i ask you to be here today too. participate in what feels good and let go of what doesn't because none of this is true (laughs) fuck nuke oops oops the initiations are what we participated in as priestess not only at egypt but in the ancient temples of greece and of Babylon, of Avalon. The priestess teachings thrived on this planet. And the ways that we participated is what Nadia will call the vessels. And I didn't really get it until just this week. And I was like, oh, shit, the vessel. What we are doing is preparing this vessel through an initiation to hold a higher frequency. 
every initiation that we do is to prepare this physical body to hold higher vibrations. Because if you just call those vibrations in, you'll be obliterated. Yep, can't even fucking say it, right? You will be obliterated. And so much of what's going on in our reality right now, collective reality, is that obliteration. So this is an initiation for you to strengthen the vessel of you. To be able to transmute and hold more light. This is kind of the undercurrent of everything we're talking about today. And really, uh, I might sit with it later or you might respond to me later of like, oh, fuck, Andy. Yeah, that's it. Cool, that's it. It's funny, I think I've become more of an extrovert as time goes by. Extroverts process by talking, introverts process in silence and uh, internal ways. I process a lot with you guys. Thanks for letting me do that. Uh, I trust it's beneficial or else, you know what, you can do anything else you want to do right now. It's cool. So this idea of the Dark Ages, let's get back to that. Please and thank you. After the Dark Ages, there is enlightenment. We're in the dark. We don't know what's going on. Everything feels hard and scary. There's a lot of fear that's being perpetrated everywhere. A lot of uncertainty. Cool. We're here for the enlightenment. We're here <laughs> going through these initiations so that we can uh, transmute it. But at times you may feel like hope is lost. You may feel beyond depressed those suicidal ideations that some of us get into. I know that I even go there sometimes. I will never do it. If you actually think you will do it, please call someone. Do you know how loved you are? Even if you feel like you're all alone, there is someone to whom you are the most precious thing in the world. Call them. Call a hotline. Leaving the planet now. Bad idea. Really? Uh, we, we are just getting to the good stuff, y'all. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> Don't go anywhere. And recognizing that sometimes those ideations, those ideas, those thoughts, because this lady has them too. Oh, uh, well, that's also what we call entities. It's just an idea that got into our head that wants to see if it can feed off a little bit of our power. We're not going to let it. So the Dark Ages, we're in it. You're feeling it? It's no longer just psychological or just spiritual. These crises that are occurring are coming up all the way into physical space. So we're experiencing lots of sickness, uh, lots of dis-ease, things that can no longer just be kept inside is bursting out now. And I say that's a really good sign because the holding of it the suppression of it is what actually causes sickness. So if it can no longer be suppressed, it's coming out of the surface. That's great. My sister and I got into it this week and she yelled and said fuck a few times, which she usually doesn't do. And then she apologized. And I said, this is great. I think, it, I think it's fabulous. Um, I don't take it personally because I know it's not personal. And I'm also grateful that it's not just silently festering in there. It came out. So can you look at every a rising of crisis as a really good thing. It's being cleansed. It's being expressed. Oh, hallelujah. So the darker and harder things are getting also with great purpose, because remember we're in a long game here. 
And this game, if you can remember and re-anchor, is one of awakening, of remembering that you are divine, of remembering that you are the greatest power the galaxies have ever seen. This has been said over and over, but you don't quite get it. I don't quite get it. Our perspective is so limited where we are right now. So we can see from our own experience. Sometimes we can see from higher self, but you can't see the fucking cosmic ramifications of what's happening right now and of exactly where you are. I can't either, but I just have some pretty good intel up there sometimes. So we want to ensure that waking up doesn't become hierarchical, not good or bad. Waking up simply means you're conscious. No one else is ruling you. Sitting in sovereignty. You can see some of the agenda. You can see beyond the illusions that are being fed. Hmm. That waking up also means, hey, I remember that I have power and I'm going to use that power. Waking up also means that you're aligned with highest self and with a hmm, knowing that you're here for a reason. That things are about to get really interesting. Well, things already are interesting, but they're about to get better interesting. Let's not uh, hierarchicalize it, but. What we're in right now, as Kaipacha says, is the end of the illusion. And I think 2020 was that for many of us. Oh, shit. The end of the illusion. Nobody's going to save us. Nobody's going to rescue us. That disillusionment threw some of us into depression. Uh, It shook reality. And we're beginning now to piece those things back together as we're kind of coming out of something, everybody else is going into it. So there's a little bit of a confluence right now. You are in the front wave. Again, not good or bad. You just got hit with things a little bit sooner. Or maybe have been doing this for a very long time, but you're still front waves. Everyone else, as they choose to wake up, to remember their divinity, to realign with truth and love, They'll have an opportunity to do the same thing and they'll be looking to you for help because you've already done it. So being in the front, not necessarily better. (laughs) Uh, And it requires more compassion from us, less judgment. Because it's a goofy thing in this spiritual community that there's still as much fucking judgment as there is. That doesn't work, y'all. Unity consciousness We are all divine. I can watch my own judgments come up. uh, And I recognize that's a place that I need to be soothed. Whatever it was that just made other or just made good or bad or put a value on things. Mm, Not super helpful. Being able to be honest with self, I think, is really the hardest thing right now. So let's get into that idea. The end of the illusion And the illusion that we have been sold of the American dream, that American dream didn't just stop here in America. It tried to infiltrate the entire fucking world. We thought everybody should be doing what we're doing. Wow. That's amigo. Wow. That is some wild fucking assumptions. Desire to homogenize and make everyone the same. 
and how much has been lost in that. Okay, sorry, excuse me. It's big. If you can feel into it for a moment. The American dream was a lie. And this is the first of Dr. Carmen's mind changing, reality changing ideas that she shared with me was that we live in a society that celebrates lies. Huh. Every celebrity, a lie. Every, (laughs) the idea of celebrity even, let's just start there. The idea of celebrity. They act lying. They pretend to be somebody else. They're paid lots of money to do it. And then we glamorize them. We glamorize and celebrate someone lying to us. Hmm. Yeah, I'm just going to let that sit right there and you can watch how that's true. Politically, lying is celebrated. Lying is expected. With the realization for so many of us of the proliferation of narcissists and psychopaths and sociopaths, people who really don't care. Wow. And instead, even in the workplace, people are celebrated for lying. So as we are waking up to our own traumas, our own psychological experiences, we will recognize the ways that so many lies have existed around us. And in a world where the lies are celebrated, it makes truth really fucking dangerous. It makes honesty really scary. And this is what I'm going to be challenging you with. Honesty is not scary. Except in a world that has demonized it. Hmm. Truth. I've recorded so many videos for you on this idea of truth. But I'll just come in now from Ma'at with the reminder that truth is neutral. Truth is not good or bad. Absolute truth does not exist on this plane. It does not exist within this Akashic reality. In order to touch absolute truth, you have to be outside of this realm in a galactic reality to see the absolute truth of what's happening on this planet. Personal truth is the best we have. And that personal truth will expand with each illusion you remove. This is the idea of Plato's cave. Plato's cave. You see the paintings in the cave. You assume that to be reality. The shadows that are dancing, you assume that to be reality. In the morning, you go outside. There's a whole nother reality. This is what we're in. We're in Plato's cave. Reality is about to get lots bigger. Lots bigger in the technologies that are available to us in the existence of loving allied beings beyond this plane the truth of a reality that abundance is available to all that power is not scarce we're heading toward the enlightenment toward the golden age 
And that golden age is not utopia. Uh, and I want you to just not bypass into I want everything to be better. No, we're in. Oh, my sweet love. We're in the juiciness of it now. This is the sweet spot of it right now, because we get to be the ones who know how hard it is to be able to celebrate how light it will be. You are the one here who is able to transmute things differently. So let's talk about this idea of uh, dropped in by Kaipacha, but also explained in the law of one. As the dark ages are upon us, things feel heavier, things feel harder. Even in my physical body, I realize the weight that I've gained. Oh, I needed to match the density of what's going on. Uh, let's go into an Egyptian teaching on this as well, which is the ka. The ka, the karma, the stickness, the thickness, the sticky, ugly, gross. Uh, you'll feel this around people at times, sometimes when you're repulsed or whenever it just feels really hard for a clean conversation to happen. That's what the Egyptians will call ka. Ka just means black, not good or bad. It's something they're waiting to be transmuted. And any time that we take on a body, hey, if you're listening now, chances are you have a body. There's a lot of ka in here. The karma, the unhealed wounds, the miasms, the sickness, the beliefs that are passed on not only from your family, but from society, from unhealed wounds in the past, uh, family members, unhealed wounds, it comes from everywhere. And it's okay. We all have it. You don't get a body without getting the ka and the ka is the gift. It's the sweetness that's waiting to be evolved and reminded of its truth that it's divine. This whole human journey is just to go from the lowest of the low back into divinity and keep processing things through. It's an alchemical process. Thanks. This is uh, the initiation we called inner space that will be available for you soon. It's all in there. This process, it's real good. It's real good to be able to know how to transmute it. Okay. So Kaipacha coming back. In this end of the illusion, our ability to take on more truth is the greatest gift. You're being trusted now, honey, as a galactic being that you can handle more truth because you can transmute the density of it. Cool. Uh, and this is part of the awakening process as well. Oh, that's not true. And as we go through what has been a lie and bring it back to truth, bring it back to purity, bring it back to clean and neutral. Oh, there's unity consciousness. It's no longer hidden. The law of one will talk about fourth density and the cycles when it hits and what happens afterwards. But when we're in the fourth density or 4D, it is a completely manipulated field. When we've talked about dimensions in the past, uh, I will say as one who has been in this awakening ascension process now pretty actively since ooh, early aughts, <laughs> there was this woman named Karen Bishop. She used to do a newsletter called What's Up on Planet Earth? Super helpful at the time because not many people were talking. Jessa brought that up recently. And as soon as she brought that, oh, fuck, we've been doing this a long time, haven't we? That had to have been 2004, 2005. Thanks, Karen. You put some really beautiful things in for us to be able to continue to nurture forward. 
uh, fourth density, sorry. So we live in 3D, have been living in 3D. Uh, the 4D has always felt like a manipulated field. Oh, you want some resources on this? Barbara Handclaw. Fuck yeah, Barbara Handclaw. Alchemy of Nine Dimensions. This is where we're going to talk about uh, that dimensional experience a little differently from the Pleiadians. Thank you, Barbara Handclaw, for your work. 4D is a lie. So we keep talking about 5D. We want to be in 5D. Well, kind of. I want to be in 6 I really want to be an 8D, let's be real. Uh, but fourth D, fourth dimensional reality, is the lie and is the illusion. Uh, if you can see it almost like right above you right now, they're showing it to me like puppet masters. It's where the puppet masters are and we're all on strings underneath until we cut those strings and claim our sovereignty. So the darkness has to be expressed. We have to first realize that we are puppets being controlled. Oh, cool. Okay. Oh, I didn't know that's what was going on. Fuck. There was an agenda. Fuck. You guys planned this whole, uh, <laughs> you planned this whole thing. And in any part of your awakening, when we get into they and the agenda, oh, it can get real dark and scary. Oh, we can feel real powerless. I don't need you to feel powerless. I just need you to realize, yeah, there's an agenda that's going on that is not in favor of ascension and evolution. It's okay. Whenever, uh, Whenever people are controlled, then there are others who can make money off of that. It's a small few, so I'll remember and remind you of your power as well. It's a small few that have the money that want to stay in power, and the rest of us are like, hey, we think this isn't working. So 4D, excuse me, the puppet masters. We've got to move through and transmute the puppet masters. And we don't demonize them. We don't make them good or bad. We just recognize, yeah, you know what? If you had a whole lot of fucking money and your life was awesome, you would want to stay there too. <laughs> Is me wanting my life to be easy any better than them wanting to stay in power and keep money? No. But it automatically sets up a polarity of us versus them. In a true galactic Akashic reality, there is no us versus them. It's all unity consciousness. We're all one again. So down here, well, cool. Yeah, well, I don't want to be a puppet on a string anymore. That's fourth D. The darkness must be expressed so lighter vibrations can arise. So it feels like we're being squeezed right now, doesn't it? You have one of those lemon squeezers at home? We're being squeezed. It ain't fun. It ain't easy. But it's also not going to last because the reason we're being squeezed is the more we can transmute that, the more that we can recognize this is not good or bad. This is not me being punished. This is not me being victim of anything at all. No, I was given this because, wow, you guys must trust that I have a whole lot of fucking light that can remember that everything's okay in here. I know that everything's okay in here. I know how many lifetimes I've trained to be here. Okay. Doesn't mean it still doesn't get hard and it's not depressing as fuck at times. And that's the human experience. Hmm. Living in a society that celebrates lies. Truth. Real scary for some people. And you might know those people. You might have those people in your family. Truth is scary. Truth isn't. Fuck you guys. And our truth is expanding. As we see the puppet masters, as we see the agenda, and you're like, you guys did fucking what with, uh, what were they doing with fleas, right? Didn't they do that with fleas where they uh, <laughs> genetically modified them to make people sick? 
Yeah, yeah, that's documented. Well, that's fucked up. Who would do that? Because you and I would never think of doing that. We don't assume that other people are doing that either. They're called sociopaths. They're called narcissists. Maybe you've bumped into one. Not necessarily pleasant characters, but uh, again, us making them that. It lets them hold the darkness while we get to hold our light and feel like we're better. We're not. The darkness is being expressed. We're in it. So what I want to remind you is the gift of your heart. Hmm. In dream school, we went through each of the Egyptian shankas or the chakras. I've been having a really interesting experience as I go into my heart. That heart is the cosmic portal. And letting everything there not have a reason and not have a meaning. It's what we'll refer to in shamanism as the, I don't know, heart. I don't know. I don't know. And seeing if that, I don't know, frees you from the need to know, the need to explain, the need to make right, the need to justify. Oh, can we talk about justification? I've watched this so wildly lately. How people want to justify their belief. Wow, that's a fucking mental game that won't get you anywhere. The belief is being challenged or shaky. (laughs) So there's this huge justification that goes on the belief of why it's real. Well, maybe not. We don't know. We don't know if there's an agenda. We don't know where this virus came from. We don't know if it's going to go away. We don't know. And that's okay. Can it be okay? In a society that celebrates lies, in a world where the media is opinion-based, where every fact can be proven if you look in the right place. Have you noticed that? Makes facts really hard to believe. Okay, great. We can't believe anything. We don't know what's real. We don't know what's true. What we do have is our own experience. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Don't have to know. How could you know? My perception hasn't opened up to that yet. I don't know. I find it very liberating that I don't know space. Uh, But if you have been one who needs a plan, well, then this might bring other things up. This is my big second point of today, which is really addressing what the fuck is this fear that is underneath our world right now? Oh my goodness, there is such division. Uh, I will speak here and now as an unvaccinated person. Happily unvaccinated. Chosen unvaccinated. And what I'm watching happen is that jab or the suggestion that the jab is either the moral responsibility or patriotic huh that seems weird it seems like i should have sovereignty over here it seems like i should be able to choose what i want to do with my body a couple of points smokers they're choosing what to do they know what the consequences could be society's not freaking out about that or punishing them uh and talking to a girlfriend this morning who's a nurse this other idea of hipaa you remember that thing where we all had to sign it here in the states that says 
what goes on within my medical records is only my business and will not be shared. Remember that thing? So why is it now that this is all coming up and it's creating a very us versus them? As an unvaccinated person who is doing this for my own place of sovereignty and what feels right for me. I don't put other people in harm. I'm not being an idiot about things. I'm making choices that resonate as true and right for me. That's it. But there's a lot of judgment and a lot of shame when we go out into the world now. This is all new stuff. I don't know who I need to disclose this to. I didn't need to disclose it a year ago. Hmm. Things are shifting rapidly. And even in speaking this here, can I tell you how sweaty my hands are? Fuck you guys. Sovereignty. We get to choose what we want to do with our own bodies. McDonald's. Do you think people are being shamed for going to McDonald's or being judged for going to McDonald's? Well, yeah, probably. That's probably where one of the first fucking lies started is that we judged other people for what we thought they should be doing with their bodies. Nope. They got one too. They get to do whatever the fuck they want with it. Hmm. In this vein, what's come up for me lately is beyond the jab being an act of patriotism or a moral responsibility within my immediate family, getting the jab also is an act of love. If you love us, you will. Ooh, hey, that's a biggie. And I can feel that and I'm working through that thanks to a great therapist. Thanks to a great body code practitioner. Thanks to me for continuing to fucking look at it and to unravel hmm, all of the ka, all of the stickiness, all of the fear of judgment. There's so much around this. Uh, so coming back here, what's really underneath all of this? So when I have family members who are terrified, what are we really scared of? What are we really scared of? Thanks. And fucking bomb drop. Isn't it obvious? It's a fear of death. Over and over. This entire thing that's going on is a fear of death. No one wants to die. Huh. Isn't that interesting? Um, and I could be wrong. If you have a different opinion than me, totally fucking cool. It's a fear of death. Which makes me very sad because it just highlights how fucked up our relationship with death is in this reality. How out of balance life and death and that we're willing to go to this extreme to preserve life. Where it's creating their civil war, where it's creating militant actions by governments on their people because of a fear of death. Hmm. As my sister was screaming at me the other day, telling me that it's not an agenda and that it's not created, uh, which I don't know that I believe those things. I don't know. I don't know. It just doesn't feel right in my body to do that. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, she kept screaming at me. It's nature. This is a natural occurrence. This is nature. And as I got off the phone, I realized, yep, it is. Death is perfectly natural. Death is nature. So I want you any time that this huge 
shit comes up or shows up in your reality to just give yourself a moment to sink into your own truth and knowing and ask, what's the fear underneath this? Because we can hear as soon as you get the raised voices, right? You can feel the tension that goes into people's bodies and they just can't even voices get higher. What's the fear underneath it? When we can come back there and have compassion for it, that's when some real conversations might occur. The honesty that comes up in those conversations, real uncomfortable for people. Okay, hold it in compassion. Hold it in neutrality. It's not an us versus them. You don't have any fucking say what anybody else does to their body. Are you a parent who has a trans child? Yep, you've already learned that. You don't have fucking say what this child is going to do in their body. A parent whose child has uh, done any type of body modification, whether that is <laughs> coloring hair, self-harming, tattoos, you don't have a say. It hurts. Okay, cool. Why does it hurt? As a mother of a 14 year old, I'm getting to sit in these things right now too. Of Oh God, I don't want you to hurt yourself. Your perfect, sweet little body that is so, uh, she wants to dye her hair black. She's a natural blonde. Who the fuck? Want um, thanks. I was a teenager. I get it. I've been all hair colors. I've been bald. I get it. What's really underneath it? Something big, something juicy, something worth looking at. Hmm. Can we talk about death for a second? You want to go there? Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. I remember Jesus many years ago uh, sharing with me that death is the best orgasm you'll ever have. <laughs> death is the best orgasm you'll ever have. When you can relax into the divine, you go back to God. This was the whole point of Ram Dass's going home. You saw how peaceful he was. My other favorite story of death was George Harrison. When he died, the room glowed gold. Hmm. Hmm. Death doesn't look that bad. We live in a society that celebrates youth and life and vitality and staying here no matter what the cost. Remember in the Dark Crystal, the Skeksis? Like, look what the fuck happens whenever you hold on to life so bad dry up and get brittle. If we can remember the continuum of life and death, if we can remember that we're something more, we also gain our power back. Hmm. Can you feel that? The power of 7 billion of us remembering that we have power? 7 billion of us. Okay, let's not even say 7. Let's just cut that in half. Half of the world remembering that they're divine and that this life is just part of a continuum? Oh, well, we won't take things quite so seriously. Nothing is scarce. Resources aren't limited. We live in an abundant reality. The Gaia theorem teaches us that. Always in balance, always in harmony. And the proliferation of souls on this planet right now, well, fuck, everybody just wanted a seat to the big show. That's what I've called it for a long time. I used to call the big show 2012. <laughs> 2012 came and went. That wasn't the big show. We still seem to be in it. This is the hot ticket in all the universe. The hot ticket in all the universe and why this universe became so interesting 
This is also a law of one teaching. Christ, Christos, Christ consciousness. This is the galaxy that we live in. The entire galaxy is the creation of the Christ. And this doesn't get into Christianity, uh, not really. It's bigger than that. Galactic reality. Christians just took a piece and learned where they could control and make money. Hey, there's a great documentary. I can tell you about that. Um, I love Jesus, FYI. Huge fan. Very close. Love him. Uh, You heard me talk about him earlier. I love Jesus. We're awesome. Uh, But what happened in the galaxy is this logos, the Christ mind, decided to embody (gasps) and come down to the planet and do this thing where it took on a body and left galactic consciousness to take on a body and go through a human experience and that was so fascinating that everything in the universe turns its attention to humans and we're like what are they doing over there we didn't know that could happen this is why this planet is so special we are becoming the divine in form jesus is one of the teachers who showed us how there are many teachers who showed us how to remember our divinity we're in a process of doing that now. And we're like, I don't fucking remember. <laughs> this is harder than I thought. Uh, I think that's what I say a lot. Fuck, this is a lot harder than I thought it would be. I, I thought the rewards would be bigger and the uh, painful, heartbreaking lessons would be less. Nope. Wrong, bitch. Uh, we all get it in equal doses. But what gets us through is the perspective of knowing what's underneath and of not running from it. And really, I don't know. I can be at peace with not knowing. The universe is infinitely more brilliant and wise and loving than anything I could have created. (laughs) So can we just delight and play in it whenever we're given the opportunity? Embodying that new heart center, cosmic heart. Staying open and being at peace with it. Not putting any narratives, any victimhood, any story, any projections on it. That's what being awake really is. Can you just stay right here without creating a story? Because as soon as you create the story, it's going to bring you back into the ka, into the karma that's going to require it be transmuted. Presence. Your power is in your presence. You might have heard that before. It's to be right here. That's what enlightenment is, is to stay right here, to stay awake. And we can't stay awake all the time. (laughs) You would have to meditate a lot to do that. The beings who were able to stay awake, they'd go into long periods of sleep or hibernation or quiet. So you're not supposed to stay awake all the time. Human brain really can't handle that as much as your brain is evolving. And you're doing a great job. Should we do a little brain work right now? You want to do a little evolution of staying in heart because it is what I try to do on these solo casts. We've dropped in a lot of ideas today. I'm sure not every idea is complete. It's cool. Fucking cool. If I, uh, if I said something and you're like, I want to hear the rest of it, you can send me a voice memo anytime and we can do that. But hey, baby. Hey, baby. Ooh, shit. You got me singing too? Hey, baby. I'm going to give you this exercise might have shown up in the first light body tech and the visual on it is going to be pretty easy i want you to just imagine a spiral comes up from the base of your neck comes up over your head in through nose at pineal so it's a fibonacci spiral that starts at the back of the neck 
see if I can find a graphic on it that I can share with you. And I want you to open up root shanka, base chakra, your root, just so you're here and present. Breathing deeply at belly, coming up to heart. And just inviting this concept of cosmic heart to greet you here. And then coming up to crown. And breathing all the way down from root up to crown in a continuum. Allowing that mind to soften the limitations and beliefs, the dictates of reality to loosen. And with each breath in this moment, recognize root, heart, and crown. And when you're ready, bring your attention to the base of the neck, the occipital, what the Egyptians would call the eighth chakra or shanka it's where that reptilian brain is that's uh, the exit point for the soul it's the place where you intentionally incarnate in and out of <laughs> just drop that in see if it feels like anything see if you remember anything And I want you to begin breathing now from the base of the neck on the inhale. Inhale up and over the crown. Inhaling through the nose, hitting the pituitary and raveling all the way into pineal. And just worry with the inhale right now. We'll see where that exhale wants to go. Inhale base of the skull, up and over the top of the head, in through nose, anchoring at pineal. Oh, that's funny. It almost doesn't want an exhale. It just wants to charge up your pineal. So exhale into pineal, giving it permission to expand then. Almost like you're feeding it directly. Remembering in ancient times that pineal gland was the size of a grapefruit. For most humans, it's currently the size of a dried Again, inhaling from base of spine, uh, base of neck, excuse me, up and over top of head, in through the nose, hitting the pituitary, into pineal, letting it expand. And in that I don't know space, you don't need to know any of these things, intend it 
Energy knows how to follow you. And as you continue to breathe in this way, what I want to tell you is happening. <laughs> Psychically, activating pineal. Physiologically, you're taking anything from that lower brain, that reptilian brain, and you're giving it an opportunity to evolve. Also working with the sacredness. <laughs> that Fibonacci spiral. Sacred geometry, sacred measurements. All of these are according to divine. So you could exchange sacred for divine measurement, divine geometry. These are the patterns as they exist in a divine nature outside of this reality. When we use them here, we're calling divine back in. That's why it's sacred. So you're using this energy to evolve any fears, base of the spine, bringing it up to higher brain functions there in the frontal lobes, letting it hit pituitary and feeding it to pineal to give it a total expansion outside of this reality. Hmm, pretty easy little breath to do, isn't it? And I'm trusting that you can feel how nice that feels as well. It's kind of like a little massage up there. And I would invite you anytime that you're having some fears or having experiences that don't make sense. Why would it make sense? It's illogical what's happening right now. This is a reality that is glitching and breaking. Nothing's going to make sense. Can you be at peace with that? I think you can. Because we needed to remember there's something on the other side of this. We needed to remember that exactly where we are is perfect. Wow. Look at how much shit I have gone through in the last two months. That has turned into a greater power. Because my willingness to face it. Sure, it was traumatic as are some of the things that you're going through. Our ability to stay present without creating or proliferating a story. This is where we're gaining some superpowers, babe. I'm just gonna breathe here with you now because it feels really open. And I want that openness to feel safe. that openness where when linked with your second Shanka you can begin to create from hmm. thank you I'm hearing from uh, galactic teams now part of the challenge in reality right now is that we need to fix what's broken and that we're trying to fix what's broken <laughs> instead of conceiving of a whole new way so it will be you, the dreamers, the psychics, the awake ones, the reincarnated ones, the ones who remember lifetimes as mermaids and on Lemuria and in Atlantis. You're the ones through the dream space that they can give 
the totally new concepts too. It's not fixing what is broken. It is conceiving of something completely fucking new. I was listening yesterday to a Celtic tale of the ships in the sky. Oh, look, the Celtics were talking about galactics as well. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, didn't know that. I mean, it's in every civilization. How naive of me to not uh, know that it was in the Celtic myths as well. The ships in the sky. And I was listening to this tale and the words that they were using. And they talked about the fishing line or the anchor. That's what it was. The anchor that would come down from the ships and hit the land. And from an ancient Celtic perspective, what could that line in that anchor actually be? Uh, my perspective now, I'm like, oh, yeah, that could have just like been a beam of light where it was pulling something else up. <laughs> it could have been anything but an anchor. But their worldview, their lens, their perspective, as wise as those druids were, couldn't conceive of it being anything other than a boat with an anchor. Because that was what made sense to them. Everything's new, honey. All possibilities are fucking yours. And really, I'm looking at my time. We almost did an hour here. What? I'm sure that I didn't finish every thought. I'm sure that I rambled wildly. And in that, I hope there's some keys for you. Because we're all having new experiences. We're all facing the old and getting the opportunity to do it totally new. And that totally new is just, hey, stay present. Don't numb out. Don't check out. Don't avoid. It's not creating more discomfort, disease, or disharmony. It's staying present in your open heart. Evolving love. Healing families. Finding ways of living unity rather than creating more judgment or triggers. Um, and let's also acknowledge so much of this requires deep, deep trauma work. Our wounds are all traumas, post-traumatic or otherwise. I spent most of my last year cleaning up trauma, recognizing how it lived in me, in my body physiologically. And being surprised that it wasn't just psychological or it wasn't just spiritual. This is physiological. This is affecting me physically. Energetic body as well. So as uh, the shit storm of my summer came upon me, I wasn't adding to those traumas. I already cleaned up a lot. So as these traumas were occurring, I was able to stay pretty present. I mean, it was hard. You heard me. Other than losing hope, though, I didn't shut down. I didn't add to the trauma experience in this body because I stayed present and I walked and I talked and I moved through it. I didn't add to my cleanup. <laughs> and of course, I have an aspect of me. It's like, did you? I don't I don't know. Maybe I didn't. Maybe I'm justifying because that makes me feel better for what we have survived, what well, this body has survived. 
the trauma work is crucially important right now is what I want to say. Dr. Gabor Mate is someone you should be listening to. Engaging in healing and cleaning up and recognizing your own trauma, absolutely necessary. And if you want to be a practitioner or looking for a healing modality, we're going to have a lot of people on that wave behind you waking up. They will need you very soon. We've been saying that for a long time. Any trauma work and healing that you can offer them will be the very first place they need help. That dark ages, we will be coming out of it and we will be fucking shell-shocked by what we just survived, by the lies that were perpetuated, by the experience of reality that wasn't real. Cool. All of that allows us to create something brand new. Something that you have been brought here to bring forward, planted in your soul and planted in your dreams for many, many lifetimes. It's almost here, baby. Oh my gosh. Um, Yeah, I'm going to stop now reminding you that I love you. And thank you for loving me. Because if you listen to this, hmm, cool. It means that voice I have in my head that's like, God damn, you just did what? Uh, Can be softened a little bit. We've all got them. Did you sit here with me the whole time? You love me. Thanks. Thanks for reminding this tender little heart that what we do here might matter. (laughs) Some days it doesn't feel like it does. But I'm going to continue doing what I've been asked to do. Which is share. Which is normalize. Which is talk. Which is change perspectives. It's one of the gifts that she's a hot has always shared with me. We understand cosmic perspective somehow. Uh, Let me not claim it as mine. When I sit with you in private ceremony in your Akashic Records, I can see the reason for everything. I can't always do it for myself so good, but do you know that I'm booking private sessions with you again? Private ceremonies? You can jump over to Patreon, get a discount on that, or I'll have a link here in the show notes for you. We see a perspective bigger than this hope today's episode was all of that. Hope it gave you things to chew on, to think about, to help unravel the limitations wherever they're showing up in your reality. Sanana Sasheta. Remember that? Sanana Sasheta. That was in our September energy update. Sanana Sasheta. A reminder that there is something divine and perfect going on in every obstacle right now. Sanana Sasheta. You can also leave me a message anytime. You remember that part too, right? I don't always do this closing as well as I would like, but (laughs) I've been listening to a lot of podcasts. We'll try to do better. You can leave me a message anytime you'd like. I love hearing from you. It's a place where I get to feel connected. If Patreon is not right for you, if you don't want to fucking invest or subscribe to anything else, I get it. Leave me a message. You can answer some questions that way because it's kind of fun. The juicier, the better over here. Give me your weird. Give me your wild. It's where I'd like to meet you. I hope you're going to be so good to yourself and let even more of your divine come online because that is the only thing you can do to change the world. Letting you not hide. Letting you not apologize. Letting you not sit in shame. Oh, baby. I'm so lucky to love you.